the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy Friday, August 27. Key inflation gauge rose 3.6% from a year ago to tie the biggest jump since the early 1990s. Hmm. That is not great. The idea here is inflation eats away at our purchasing power, mine, yours, and everyone's, right? Which means we ultimately have less money um, when push comes to shove for our own, for more goods. So we do less consumption. We are a consumer-based economy. And in the word consumer, you could probably find the word consumption being tied into it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The inflation numbers have been one of the stories of 2021. Will it be transitory or not? One great example of where inflation can become very problematic is it gives the haves more than the have-nots. Housing. First-time homeowners are frustrated. And I think rightfully so. Um, the inflationary <clears throat> pressure not hurting the haves as much as the have-nots, not hurting the wealthy as much as the middle class. Now, there's other types of inflation where we all pay more for a soda. Again, doesn't hurt the high upper class. <clears throat> it hurts the poor and the middle income. Stocks are rising today ahead of Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole remarks. Interesting to note that they're still calling it the Jackson Hole Symposium, even though they're not in Jackson Hole. Another side effect of COVID and firefighters in the United States. Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City President Esther George told Yahoo Finance yesterday she would prefer to begin removing monetary policy accommodation, begin tapering asset purchases sooner rather than later. So we're hearing more and more from the members of the Fed that we should stop purchasing debt from ourselves. So the Federal Reserve has a balance sheet, and it sounds kind of crazy. It's like... You own a company, and they say, we need to borrow $100 million. So they issue $100 million in debt, and then they buy it themselves. Well, wait, I thought you needed it. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but we have that ability. But if you purchase your own debt, you have a bigger balance sheet. And the Fed needs to start trimming that down so it looks like our economy can handle itself. That's the the baby steps of this. Apple, I did a little research on semiconductor pricing last night, and it looks like they're going to be raising the price of their new phone um, in large part because of they're getting inflationary costs. This segment could be called inflation, inflation, inflation so far, right? 
the iPhone 13 probably won't be as strong as an upgrade to iPhone 12s were over the iPhone 11s. However, higher volumes for the lower average selling price, but 5G enabled iPhone SE to be launched in 2022. The surge in sales of iPhones implies 2% more revenue and 7% more profits. Um, they just make a ton of money. Right now, out of 26 analysts, there's 19 buys, 5 holds, and 2 sells. I find that noteworthy. A couple things that you probably will see out of Apple in the near future. They've announced that they're going to let apps do charging of um, points. So how do I say this? Okay, if you're playing Fortnite on Apple and you want to get some V-Bucks, right now Apple's getting 30% of it because you have to buy it from their store. And they're now going to allow developers to do it if you want to send an email or some other mechanism. So to offset that loss, and that's probably the right thing to do on some levels, <clears throat> I think they probably should have cut it down to 15% cut or 10% cut or 5% cut before going to zero. As a business person <clears throat> who owns shares of Apple. Um, but Apple has a huge growing opportunity in advertising. Apple's business could probably grow to $20 billion in September 2025 fiscal year from an estimated about $2 billion today. Advertisements are wildly profitable. Under Apple's app tracking transparency program, apps must ask for permission before tracking user activity across other companies' apps and websites. They seem really well positioned for this. Um, and who seems poorly positioned was Facebook. Advertising is a great opportunity. Neither Apple nor Google has been transparent about the terms of the relationship. Google's doing the same kind of idea. But advertising in search, search is really the biggest advertising pool for Apple. I've noticed that although I do have the different browsers installed on my iPhone, that the one works best is the Safari for me grabbing videos and other things that I like to enjoy on my phone. So they're going to give up something, they're going to get something, it looks like. Samsung's folding phone is being taken more seriously by the market. It's a lot of fun to have a phone that fits in your pocket and opens up to double as a tablet, but there are also still too many compromises in it. But the second version was better than the first. This year's Z Fold 3 adds more refinements. It's more durable, water-resistant. Um, interestingly, it's not dust-resistant. It supports a stylus for the first time. It also costs $200 less than last year's model. Um, I'm going to keep a very close eye on sales. Um, it's interesting to note that Samsung had an executive go to jail and he just got out of jail and he started working with the company again. I don't know. That seems kind of dubious to me. Speaking of dubious, I am the one, the only infamous Rob Black. Find me online at all social media sites, Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, the Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. 
With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, BP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Yesterday was a down day on the markets, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and even Bitcoin. So I'd include that in, even though there's different type of coins that are surging in popularity. A new one that is supposed to be the next big thing is called ADA, A-D-A. Um, I don't know enough about it. 13 U.S. troops and at least 90 civilians died during twin blast near Kabul's airport yesterday. An Islamic State affiliate known as ISIS-K took responsibility. Single deadliest incident for American forces in Afghanistan in over a decade. I grew up as a military brat. There was a day in 11th grade where there was a bombing in Beirut that killed 200 plus troops. Um, and these were young men. And I remember I was, uh, I had kind of a side gig. I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but I was 11 years old. No, no, I was in 11th grade. And this was, no, let's see, no, I was actually in 10th grade or 9th grade. So we're right around there. 1983, um, October 23rd, I was raking leaves for a neighbor. She would pay me like 5 or $10 kind of thing. And uh, her husband was in Beirut. And I remember her crying. And I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, you know, you get that age, you're so out of touch with everything. And uh, she had a husband in the barracks. And... Um, 307 people were killed, 241 Americans, 58 French. And yesterday was just a sad day for me. I know it doesn't, there's so much things, so many things you can get sad over. And I'm not trying to, just, it took me back to that day uh, where she lost a husband. And I didn't know. So, and here I was stupid enough to go, what's wrong? Lake Tahoe is preparing for emergency as wildfire threatens. You ever think you have bad luck? I was reading an article last night in the San Francisco Chronicle uh, for entertainment, not for research. I own some property up there, and I was kind of checking in on it from a distance without calling the neighbors. And uh, this woman I was going to get married last year in Tahoe had a family of 100 and COVID hit, so she had to cancel. And this year, uh, smoke hit, so she had to cancel again. It's super unhealthy air quality there. And she's got some parents that she wanted to bring. And uh, she got the money back from the venue, but the Airbnb is like, nope. Interesting, right? I think Airbnb has the possibility to be one of the biggest stocks, period. Um, and I don't want you to sell your lunch money. I don't want you to go buy a can of magical beans called Airbnb, but when you start thinking about Hilton and you start thinking about Hyatt and you start thinking about Airbnb and Airbnb doesn't own the properties, they just have the relationship with the brand name, Airbnb. Um, I think that's a really, really powerful business down for many, 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 many years. And you don't have to see Airbnb commercials. They're there. In your friends, standard Airbnbs over hotels. But 14,000 firefighters are facing changing weather conditions. And um, it's just a very depressing year. <laughs> it's just a very depressing year. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, Bay Area Loan Source.com. It's Tony Mendez, Bay Area Loan Source.com. Tony, 
Um, a, lot of volatility, a lot of volatility recently in mortgage rates. I sometimes see like um, they dip again, they, they spike again, they dip again. What are mortgage rates doing right now? And what's the mortgage activity looking like? Uh, pretty much market rates are, um, yeah, you are going to see those fluctuations, but they're pretty much holding steady. It's it's really based on what's going to happen with COVID and how the economy reacts to that and how the Fed reacts to that. Right now, they're kind of holding their stance to kind of see what inflation and job numbers look like. So we're still going to see that volatility, but ultimately, I believe it trends upward as we see how this plays out with COVID. That's really the big thing. But as far as activity, people are still grabbing these low interest rates. What it does is it gives people opportunities. We even seen people last year who are refinancing this year. We're seeing people from two or three years ago doing uh, that were at a 30 year going to into shorter terms. There's things called flex loans now where you can like customize your terms. So it's, it's been pretty, pretty active. Okay. What's the typical, what's the last couple people who've called you? What do they look like? Because I know I did a mortgage with you last month after I bought a home two months ago. So I bought a home in cash. I sold some stock in order to raise cash. Then I basically pay for the house in cash. I don't have to have a mortgage, but I decided to add a mortgage to it to pay off some of my tax liability from selling the stocks. Um, so that was me. What, what's someone else look like these days? Well, that's a good question because it's still, you know, you can go back many years and just say, you know, what was the characteristics of the buyer? They're usually good credit. Uh, and, and refinance or good credit, you know, some equity. And that's still what we're seeing today, uh, especially in the in the purchase side because of the, you know this number, you you experienced this buying your house. There's a lot of people looking to pay over asking price. In fact, it's customary, it feels like right now. So we're not mm-hmm. seeing a lot of people with low down payment, although there are low down payment programs available for people. And those people end up going out a little further into, you know, less competitive areas. But, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of refinances, a lot of people taking cash out, a lot of investors that are looking to even leverage more and buy. And some people, some investors are just, you know, they're downsizing and just trying to maximize the amount of cash flow. So low rates just give opportunities to everybody. But the, I think if I was to sum it up, people, people are wiser today than, than they were back 10 or 12 years ago. So... Um... How long does the loan process take right now if someone decides, you know, I'm shopping for a home? Obviously, getting qualified first is a smart move. I prefer lenders like yourself versus banks. Um, what's the process? How long is it going to take you to, to pull off getting $600,000, $700,000 from someone? Sure. Uh- and depending on what you read, the average is it could be anywhere between 30 and 40 days. But those are lenders. Brokers okay. rarely, which we what we do, are advertising, you know, like averages. There's no real you know, sites that lenders, big banks, they, they're a little bit slower than, than brokers. You can easily do a home loan in less than 30 days unless there's something wrong with your scenario, like you, you have to fix a, a credit issue or – um, you change jobs and you need to wait two or four weeks to get a paycheck. Um, things like that. Maybe there's some construction on your property that needs to be done before you can refinance and get that appraisal. But uh, really, it's the appraisal that's been the longest uh, turn time uh, right now in, in this because of the technology with mortgages right now. We're able to get through a lot of verifications and you know, disclosures very quickly, but it's the appraisal. So it's with the indication of how much volume right now it, slowing the appraisal process down. So that's usually the first thing that we get to if you need an appraisal, which is a whole other topic itself. 
We have less than a minute. What do you mean if you need an appraisal? Uh, for standard Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans yeah. uh, in the Bay, immediate Bay Area, the loan limit is 822000 As long as you um, fall into that category, you are eligible. doesn't mean it's automatic, but you are eligible for what they call an appraisal waiver. Okay. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have been offering these on a more consistent basis. It makes the process a little quicker and easier and cheaper, but you still have to go through you know, their automated system to figure it out. It's, it's, it's not up to you. It's up to them. Tony, I'll give you a call a little later. I have to visit my old home. You are helping me get into my new home with mortgage. I really appreciate it. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And he has a show here on KDOW. Have you evenings at what time is it six on thursdays you can find me online at rob black show you can find tony at bayarealonesource.com an education first approach to managing your money this is the rob black show questions about how to invest in your retirement check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation subscribe to the podcast and video channels no one cares more about your money than you do it's time to start to feel good about your financial future robblackshow.com robblackshow.com thanks for listening to the show i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more you listen i'll do my very very best to get you some content that you can use to become more financially savvy doesn't always work that well but we try there's a lot of things that we approach with a little bit of fear and anxiety and I definitely have some paranoia in life. Um, one of the things I don't have paranoia on is the stock market. I used to, back when I was 16 years old, think that, oh, it's probably rigged. And I don't think so that anymore. I look at it as it's no longer the stock market. It's no longer going up and down. I look at it as a reflection of capitalism. And I don't know if that's a great way of doing it or if I'm just being naive, but yes, there will be periods of time where we are massively overvalued. I think that is true. But I'm, I look at it as don't fight it too much. For the average person, what that means is put money in your 401k, your 403b, your 457, and believe in capitalism. Every time you hear something in the news, whether you're Republican or Democrat, that sounds like it could be socialism, like free college or free health care or free what have you. And again, I'm just using really basic terms of socialism, okay? I'm not trying to piss off the people in Berkeley. Um, And I do believe we are one of the richest nations in the world, and I think we should share more with our have-nots. But every time you hear that, that's a little bit of attack on socialism or attack of socialism on capitalism. Again, I still think we're Americans and we'll find ways to innovate. Let me give you some ideas on some of the innovation that I see out there that gets me excited about capitalism. The price of lithium-ion batteries, which are used to power everything from mobile phones to electric vehicles, has fallen by 97% since 1991. We had the intuition that if we had the AI system that tells us how to combine ingredients and what ingredients to combine, we could find a match to be the animal alternatives. Um, Artificial intelligence is a very big buzzword right now in investing. And 
if you're the average person and you want to add something spicy to your portfolio, I would Google artificial intelligence ETFs and start doing research, things that might make sense to you. And if you take a look at the ETF and you go, you know, this could be kind of sexy. Sexy means probably under five years you're going to hold it. You could take a look at the last five years to see how is that ETF done. I'm not telling you that's really scientific and that's really not a, what a chartered financial analyst does. But you start playing in the realm of what's possible. In the realm of what's possible in the last five years, you should take a look and see how, how much has some of these stocks fallen. So you know what you're getting yourself into. If they fell 80% during COVID, well, you know that they could fall 80%. The lithium-ion batteries angle that I was going at, which I blended with artificial intelligence, the cost of lithium-ion batteries has fallen 97% since 1991. That's awesome. Yesterday I saw Tesla say, Elon Musk is probably the way I should say that instead of saying Tesla said, Elon Musk said, he has filed for becoming a electricity provider in Texas. He's moved to Texas. Last year, Texas in spring, was it spring? Was it February? I guess it's probably more like winter, huh? Um, winter, spring in Texas, there was a freeze and Texans lost electricity for natural gas for like 10 days. It was pretty miserable. Texas is the only state in America that can no way, shape, or form import electricity from another state. They're totally reliant on themselves. So for him to say, I want to be a power utility, and for his expertise in lithium-ion batteries, I, I think he's a very smart man. A few years ago, there was a Slim Pickens guy who... He's one of those billionaires who wears a Texas cowboy hat. <laughs> you get the picture, right? I don't have to go much further. He might be in a business suit with a Texas cowboy hat on. And uh, he's like, we should use the wind. And this was the kind of guy that would buy the water rates under all of Texas and then say, well, I own the water. People are going to drink it. I'm going to sell it. Billionaires can be pretty smart and pretty crafty at times. And wind energy took off, and now solar energy's taken off. And I think Elon Musk is going to make that a little bit more of a kick in the right direction. It's worthy of note, in my opinion. Um, what is Tesla? Are they a car company or are they an energy company? I, I don't think there's a great answer there. Vox Media, the owner of Vox.com and sports-focused SB Nation, is buying a cocktail website to expand its food business. The purchase of the recent fifth acquisition by the company is showing you that Vox is trying to be more things to more people. It's interesting to note that I like a little bit of sports. I like a little bit of cooking. So they seem to be doing a smart job. One of my favorite podcasts is on Vox called Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. Scott Galloway is on vacation, so Kara Swisher's having guest interviews for the month. One of them included her brother, who is a uh, Stanford-educated anesthesiologist. And in the conversation, he was explaining to his sister something along the lines of, yeah, the, all hospitals are short medicines right now. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, every morning I get up and uh, I read what sh medicines we are short. And, you know, there's a lot. 
and like that's something that we don't know as a nation. It's I'm constantly learning. I don't know if you are, but I am constantly learning, and I love that about my job. This week we saw Home Depot shares fall. There's more to the story. The home improvement sector saw such an insane surge that it was almost by definition going to see some sort of return to normalcy over during COVID, during post-COVID or COVID year one, COVID year two. Home Depot and Lowe's are both seeing visits still significantly higher than they were in 2019, but they weren't as good as they were in 2020. What's interesting to note about that, I, I, I'm kind of, kind of counterintuitive. I've gone to Home Depot less because I was a little freaked out during COVID and you'd go drive by a store and you'd see lines outside and like only letting in so many people at a time. I I never felt that that was anything that I wanted to participate in. Home improvement retailers are seeing an uptick in shoppers during the week um, as customers return to social events and vacation on the weekends. So in June and July, Home Depot and Lowe's respectively saw 3.5% and 3.6% bumps in traffic. If I'm a patient long-term investor, I would consider Home Depot or Lowe's. I prefer Home Depot. I'm dropping some ideas on things you can add to your portfolio, but please be careful. All stocks contain risk, and you should always consult a broker advisor for taking the action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. You will not find me doing any sort of pumpkin spice menu additive to my meal plans even though it is that time of year. Find me online at Rob Black Show, all social media. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. RobBlackShow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Look up. It's fall. Schools have started back. Um, or you're about to go back to school. Whether it be college, high school, junior high, middle school, elementary school. I don't know. Foot Locker is a big winner right now because as we go back to school, this is the first time in a long time we're actually really going back to school. And Foot Locker sells shoes. And kids get along. Sometimes jeans could be kind of generic, but shoes are a must. They are a must. You saw earlier this week some deals with Foot Locker acquiring a company called WSS, which is a national shoe retail chain. And Atmos, a Japanese sneaker company. Earlier this week, I did a segment on how Adidas is buying, not buying, but they're releasing a Ned Flanders shoe. Shoes are big business. You know, yesterday, how I did, a, or earlier this week, I did a segment on dog food being a consumer product category that we spend huge on. It's behind sodas and beer, but it's ahead of wine and milk. Um, and there's one company that I can think of in the category of food or pet supplies that looks attractive to me, Chewy. Now, if we go through a period of time where we run out of food in America and we start eating our pets, probably not going to be a great idea to own that. But as long as we have food, we have pets and we're like, we don't look, we look at them as man's best friend. But let's keep talking a little bit more about this. 
with Atmos, that was the one that was interesting to me, the Japanese sneaker company, because I know nothing about Japanese sneakers, but I got to imagine they're cool. Foot Locker bought for $7.5 billion. They hold less than 1% of market share in the Asia-Pacific region. Atmos also carries an exclusive in-house label and has a robust omni-channel presence. 60% of its sales are online. That's where you see the business. Collaborations are getting bigger. Um, one of the things that they pledged was they pledged they're going to spend over $200 million over the next five years to invest in youth-centric black-owned businesses, which that ties right into sneakers. And if you can get a bullet shot into a demographic group, you could do very well. Now, am I going to buy Foot Locker? Hell no. But am I going to study it? Yes. Because I may go after a Nike or an Adidas. Or if there's a young upcoming, like a Skechers. Skechers was a big thing for a while. I haven't looked at it in a few years, but it was a big investment opportunity. Back to school is starting, like I said. Shoes are one of the most frequently shopped items this year. Um, what do you think the average consumer spends on kicks, on shoes? $161. Back to school has been amazing. Thus far, mentioning the unrelenting success of Crocs. Crocs was an amazing investment back in the 1990s, early 2000s. And what was beautiful about it was they basically make plastic shoes, right? Glorified flip-flops. And with Crocs, you could they're supposedly super comfortable. I never had a pair. But you could buy like the Simpsons little pens or you could buy uh, – you could – Flowers or like maybe a San Francisco 49er, San Francisco giant little pin that you could put in it and kind of like make it your own. I don't know. That sounds kind of dumb to me, but I'm not a kid, right? Foot Locker said they've seen increased demand as more kids, teens, and young adults want to flex their style in front of classmates. They see an incredible amount of choice of great products out there. I still like Nike. I'll be honest with you. I own shares of Nike. I sold a broker advisor before buying any stocks. Foot Locker wants to grow beyond its namesake stores and expand its e-commerce presence. That makes a lot of sense. So I will eyeball Foot Locker. I'm still loyal to Nike. But I like the acquisitions Foot Locker's doing. For a company that every time I'd go to a mall, malls were more of a thing on the East Coast than the West Coast. And... Uh, You'd see a Foot Locker and you'd be like, oh, man, it's glad I don't work there because they make the employees wear, you know, umpire uniforms or referee uniforms. And there, that just doesn't look good. That's just not a sporty look. Good looking young woman comes to the store. I'm a good looking young man. I'm wearing an umpire uniform. New, 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 new action there. But keep in mind, one of the things I study a lot is Generation Z and Millennials. Um, cause they want to know what's in the bag. They want to buy things. So and if you can figure out the luxury, there's a company called StockX, where 70% of users are under the age of 35. And if you study StockX, you can study consumption habits over the last five years. Designer collaborations are huge. If you get a chance to, oh, and for the record, um, Kanye West, also known as Yay now. Ye changed his name to Ye. I'm going to continue to call him Kanye West for the foreseeable future. I refuse to call Google Alphabet, even though they changed their name. Because you know who Google is. You 
think Alphabet and you're like, oh, we're going to do an episode of Sesame Street. No. Investors are getting younger. Um, so I see things like StockX becoming very attractive to people who use Robinhood. But designer collaborations, um, you know, I said Kanye West, yay. You might remember he announced a hoodie six months ago, and that hoodie has recently hit Gap. And Google searches on hoodies have gone through the roof, and it's a big win for Gap. I ha I, I can't remember a song that Kanye's done in the last 15 years. Um, the only one that comes to mind that I know, and I'm just not cool, is Gold Digger. Um, he's not on my Apple playlist or he's, I'm not, my Apple playlist isn't deep enough to go that far, but designer collaborations are a big hit. If you can get, I'm not telling you that this is an investment idea, but I would, I would like to study it for a couple of years. Um, like a Jay Blavin, Kanye, BTS with McDonald's. I'm not quite sure what's up with it, but Crocs stock has risen 430% year over year following brand collaborations with Justin Bieber, Bad Bunny, and Post Malone. Searches for Birkenstocks are up 610% this year after they collaborated with Jill Sander and Rick Owens. Generation Z is lending the trend. Or is uh, just that they lean into it. They, they own it. They, they feel very comfortable. So that's one of the goals on this show. Try to figure all this out in the best possible way. I like trends. I like demographics. And then I try to find something that matches that. As an investor, that's my secret sauce. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Jackson Hole Symposium today, Federal Reserve, as that plays out. We'll see the markets react. The Dow jumps 200 points. S&P 500 hits record as Powell prepares to re make remarks. He sees taper by the end of the year, but says there's much ground to cover before rate hikes. The rate hikes are probably going to be more headwind than the tapering. But, uh, let's see if I can say this correctly. When we start tapering, cutting, slowly cutting down our purchase of bonds and U.S. debts, that might hit the mortgage market, but more importantly, that might also start letting interest rates start to naturally rise versus artificially be lowered. And when the Fed starts not artificially raising interest rates, but actually raising interest rates on lending money to banks, and then the banks lend money to you, and there's a middleman, and they gets marked up, and it gets marked up and marked up. Um, so... I think the good news there is that he says we have much ground to cover before we hit our economy hits employment, full employment. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's happening right now. So as I get off air, I'm going to be seeing more and more information about what Powell is saying and not saying of note, he's up for reelection um, and the United States president nominates uh, fed chairman's. So Fed Chairman Powell was nominated by Trump. He seems to be not Republican or Democrat, so uh, will Biden keep him and or not down the road? You can get someone in there who's like 
we got to raise interest rates. we got to fight. You can see more of an inflation hawk. We haven't really had an inflation hawk as chairman of the Federal Reserve in the last 20 years. Um, members of the Fed, like you'll hear the members of San Francisco Fed, Dallas Fed, uh, Boston Fed, sometimes they'll see inflation in their economies really hot and they'll talk about the need for raising rates. But generally speaking, the Federal Reserve has made it pretty easy for Americans to get low-cost money, and that's American companies as well as American individuals. And that ease of money has been a grease to the economy, rails, and made it very, very easy. New Netflix documentary on Bob Ross has everyone in a, a, a huff and a to-do. And I'm like, isn't he the guy who painted Pretty Trees on PBS? Yeah, somehow that's controversial. Maybe I'll watch that this weekend. Um, although I'll tell you, Tiger King guy, that did nothing for me. So the, depre the depressing documentaries don't work. Anyhow, because the world is depressing already. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. That means all social media. You can find me at Rob Black Show. It's that kind of easy. I post this radio show and I post my video clips from television, as well as my long-form interviews with economists. And strategist, you can find at Rob Black Show on YouTube. I'm Rob Black. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 